Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio. It's Monday morning. I look down here at your notes, and I see, oh, yeah, good idea. Let's not talk about what happened yesterday. <laughs> um, how was your weekend? You're not looking forward to the cold, are you? Let's let's put it this way. Tomorrow, the, fir- tomorrow the first tomorrow needs to be gone and out of here. Ned is going to come in here. It'll pro- he'll have to come in here by the time I get in here, an hour or two early, and I'll just have to set up about four space heaters around him in a circle. And they kinda, will be we, on, we I promise to, We have to get a dolly because he's just frozen solid. And despite his thin look, he actually does weigh some. So you got to be, I need some help. So I'll have to dolly him in here, get the heaters going. That's It's a process we have to deal with every day. I tell you though, I looked ahead and I think by the weekend it's back up to 80 again, something like that. Are you kidding me? Uh, what uh, the hell is going on? Well, this is great. What else do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, let's get to it. I know it's not something you want to talk about, but let's get to it. You know what's funny? Everyone always says, man, it'd be so cool. You you love the Chiefs, and you could be affiliate and all that. And I'm like, yeah, it's great when we win. (laughs) But I guarantee you, man, you're not going to be like, oh, man, it's so great when your favorite team in the world, and it's your job to go back into work the next day and talk about it when they lose. Well, let me mollify that a little bit because, quite frankly, I thought the Chiefs played very well, especially on defense. They played well enough to win most games but they're not playing most teams here. They're playing the Buffalo Bills, and they are very, very good. I thought the Chiefs' defense was almost to the point of being outstanding. In fact, they're very aggressive, and they hit very hard, and that impressed the daylights out of me. But in the long run, they may have been too aggressive. And what do I mean by that? How can you be too aggressive? Well, the front line, the front four, and some of the linebackers did a lot of, or tried to anyway, put a lot of pressure on Josh Allen. So they're in there. They're showing their quickness. Kansas City is very quick on defense, very quick and very hard hitting. Well, that over-pursuit may have cost them. Devin Singletary, the running back, got the ball on a lot of quarterback, or not quarterback, but a lot of draw plays and a lot of play actions. Instead of holding it for a pass, uh, Allen would give to Singletary. He had 85 yards rushing, and Buffalo had 125 yards rushing as a team. Well, a lot of that was because the defense was over-pursuing. They were trying to go for Josh Allen, put pressure on him, didn't have the ball. Instead, it's Singletary, and he gashed that backfield for a lot of of yardage, that defensive backfield. Uh, 85 yards is a lot. The Chiefs, on the contrary, had 64 total yards, team rushing. They were concentrating much more on passing, and Buffalo was able to shake up Patrick Mahomes quite a bit, got him out of his rhythm, got him running to the side. You know, Mike, you've seen it on a number of occasions, and Mahomes is so very good at doing this, running to the side and then ditching that little pass. Well, that can be defended, and I think maybe the Buffalo Bills may have come up with a defense. They flush him out to the side, and he dumps that little pass in the end zone. What happened yesterday got picked. Well... Those things come back to haunt you after a while. Kansas City is going to have to come up with a new offensive scheme. And Patrick Mahomes is the one to do it, too. He's a really good quarterback. He threw for 338 yards yesterday, but he also threw a couple of key interceptions, one in the end zone and one to end the ball game. And these were, these were interceptions that were brought about by pressures from the other team, not just poor passing. He's not a poor passer. He's a great passer. I thought Kansas City played very well. They're going to have to regain their mojo because the San Francisco 49ers, who are nowhere near what the Buffalo Bills are, 
are playing at home, and that'll be tough. It will be, uh, and they definitely need to uh, right the ship. Um, so, okay, I know we had some problems as far as injuries in our defensive backfield, mm-hmm. and uh, the first thing that was very evident to me was that the D-backs are playing real soft coverage, which it that was uh, honestly looking back now after not being there, because there I'm like, why are they doing this? This is Diggs is just going to dig, or it's just going to be slants and, 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 and check downs, check downs, check downs. And that's what they were doing. And then now, in, in retrospect, I think that was probably the smart call because you had a bunch of rookies playing that position and you needed the space so that they could react to what was happening. So in regards, that was the only play they could do. And I agree with what you said. They they were hungry, but that's what you have to do with Josh Allen. And you know what? The other thing is that uh, offensive pass interference call on Kelsey was complete garbage. And if you take that away, we got seven points. Ball game's tied. There is a, there is a yeah. You're absolutely right. It was offensive pass interference. Horrible what it call. was was a pick, and uh, they touched. That him. happens virtually every Literally game. Really wise, he walked by him. He put his hand out again. It, again, it happens every game. Only sometimes they call. They they call what they see, and they don't always see that pick play that's coming up. I'll it's tell you, there was a really, lot of stuff they didn't see oh yesterday yeah, too. Oh yeah, but that's going to be the uh, the case in every game. Stefan Diggs. Uh, outstanding, outstanding oh receiver. Oh, man. This kid play, was a good player at Maryland in the Big Ten, but Maryland's awful in the Big Ten. And Stefan Diggs was nothing short of outstanding. They freed him twice, twice on that fly pattern. All they did was loft it. Yep. All, all Josh Allen had to do was loft that pass over the head. Perfect timing. They were key players right there, key plays that scored for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's a good team. They, they're well-rounded. They have a, a lot going for them. Their defense also played very well. I didn't think as well as the Chiefs, but they played well. Interesting to see what happens from here on in. Buffalo's not unbeatable. They can, they can be had by somebody. Where does it end at the end of the season. Yeah. And what's going to happen when the playoffs come around? That's, I think, the key. Right we got there. six weeks. Uh, the sucky thing is, is uh, I mean, that could be the, the difference between uh, home field advantage and being on the road if we get a tie at the end of the season with the Bills or anybody else. I mean, they own the tiebreaker because they beat us in the regular season. So there's a lot of things that could it happen. It might the same thing happened last year, and it didn't work. I know, I know. <laughs> but, but, you know, it's just uh, to be that close and to see what you see there and just, uh, God, why do we have to talk about it, Ned? So, baseball playoffs. Been very interesting so far after first week of uh, play, I'd say. <laughs> and we talked about it yesterday on Ned Talk. This, uh, you know, Philadelphia is my hometown boyhood team from 50, 60, 70 years ago. Always rooted for them, and it's nice to see them win. But did they belong there? And the answer is no, in my opinion, and neither did the San Diego Padres. They were both wild card teams, and here they are playing for the championship. Mike, this this defies any level of logic because you're taking away from teams that really were big winners during the season. The Dodgers, 111 wins. Atlanta Braves, 101 wins. And you have lesser teams, and the teams are playing all because of the new formula that they have in there with wild card, extra wild card teams. Not in favor of it, and that's how it's going to turn out in the National League. A couple of wild card teams playing for a berth in the World Series, the World Championship, Philadelphia, San Diego, and they begin tomorrow night at Petco Field in San Diego. San Diego had the better record than Philadelphia. And it's it's great for, a, a, you know, a hometown Phillies fans, and it really has a bit of a... Uh, 
Missouri State connection to it because the Philadelphia Phillies catcher J.T. Riamuto, his dad, Dave Riamuto, played for the Bears back in the late 70s, early 80s. Not very long, nor very well, but he was a former Maroon and White student. So uh, from that aspect of things, I guess there's a level of identification. American League, the Houston Astros are there, but who do they play? I don't know yet. The Cleveland Indians had to beat the Yankees last night to get in there. And I called them Indians again, didn't I? The you Cleveland did. Guardians. 20 bucks. It's, it's, boy, that, that kitty is mounting very quickly. We got here. a lot of money in this jar. <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do with it. Well, the Yankees Yankees won 4-2 to two to even their series at two games apiece, and they'll break that tie today at Yankee Stadium in New York. I suspect the Yankees will probably win it, but you don't know. It's baseball. Anyway, the Astros, the Houston Astros, are awaiting in Houston, and that series will begin on Wednesday. These are all best of seven. It's a 2-3-2 format. Two home games, three. The next team, the, uh, the secondary team, gets the middle three games if necessary, and then back to the home field again for the final two. Best of seven, and the winners go on to the World Series, which begins on October 28th, and that is way, way too, too long. And it's going to be cold. <laughs> Considering I'm like looking at the weather going, it's in the mid-40s right now. San Diego, oh my God, those guys are going to die. San Diego will be all right, and Houston will be all right because they play indoors. Yeah. But Philadelphia and New York, oh, oh my. <laughs> well, you know, they're kind of used to it being on the, that part of the country, so I'm sure they're used to it. But most ball players don't like it, even though they're used to it. All right, so a pretty big NASCAR race in Las Vegas yesterday, wasn't there? This was one of the big ones because it is part of the playoff series. And Joey Logano got the win in a dandy come-from-behind finish. With five laps to go, he was behind. He took the lead with about three to go and held on to win it. And what made it, I think, even more, oh, perhaps appealing, if you want to call it that, was a big fight at the end of the game. Now, it was not a, it was not throwing haymakers or anything like that. It was pushing and shoving and yelling uh, at each other. Kyle Larson, who was last year's champion, and Bubba Wallace, they went after each other uh, at the end when one caused the other to wreck and so forth and so on. But you see that. That's part of the, uh, the temperament of it. Anyway, it's Joey Logano who becomes the first of the final four drivers. Now, the way they work it in NASCAR in the playoffs, you eliminate the top 16 uh, over a course of about eight races. And they're down now to picking the final four who will race for that. Everybody races, but for the final four championship, it'll be the points winner. And Logano is the first of the final four drivers. The other three will be decided next week in Miami. And the championship is in Phoenix in early November. So they're right down now to the championship level in NASCAR. It's always exciting, and uh, speaking of exciting, thank God we don't talk about that game yesterday in Kansas City. We can talk about what else happened across the league. I will tell you that one good thing that happened to me yesterday, one good thing is that I, my friend, am still undefeated in my fantasy league. 6-0. and oh, And I played the other undefeated person in our league and whipped the crap out of her yesterday. So... Hey, would you like to hear the total opposite? I'm 0 6. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, Ned. It's because Ned doesn't know how to make his picks. If he could fit, if they went back to a paper system of fantasy football, Ned would crush everybody. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, since it has to do with your cell phone, it, it, he's I'm out. Lost. I'm lost. He's he gone. He's gone. He's gone. He gone. He gone. There uh, were some big games in college football, though, over the weekend. The Tennessee Alabama game was absolutely God, as dandy so as you could probably possibly. best game of the year so far, in my opinion. Well, 
opinion. I think so. Uh, Tennessee's it's going to cost them some money, like $100,000 for rushing the field. Can't do that in the Southeastern Conference, nor other conferences. Worth every penny, my friend. Oh, it was. And then they tore down the goalposts, so the university is asking the fans to pay for the new goalposts, which I'm sure they will. It was Tennessee 52, Alabama 49, and that's regulation score, folks. That was not overtime. It was... <laughs> I, I had to go to a commitment on Saturday night, so when I turned it off, there were 15 seconds left in the game. Oh, I can't believe you had to leave at that point. I, I, I had no choice. <laughs> no. I had no choice. You got to call somebody say, you're going to have to wait, man. Well, it was uh, <laughs> Alabama and Tennessee were tied with 15 seconds to go, and Alabama had the ball in Tennessee territory going for a field goal. Can't do it. I can't see. I can't wait. I had to go, drive to my destination, turn it on, and Tennessee wins? How the hell did this happen? Well, Alabama missed the field goal. Yep. In a period of about 10 seconds, Tennessee moves the ball into Alabama, or field goal territory and kicks a winning and field goal. Over. How can that happen? Uh, it did, and you're, it's funny because that that's essentially the way the league's going in the NFL, too. You see games that go, I mean, yesterday's game was with the Chiefs and Bills was very, very close to that type of play, and uh, it, was, it was very, very good. There were some great college games that day, but really, there was a lot of blowouts, but that, man, Tennessee-Alabama game, seriously. Crimson Tide, and this is most un-Alabama-like, committed 17 penalties. 17 penalties, and that was really, really costly, costly, very costly to that team. Okay, so where's Tennessee? Whether well, the Southeastern Conference East Division. Wait a minute, isn't Georgia in the East Division? <laughs> they are, and Tennessee plays them on November fifth, and then November twelfth, Tennessee plays Mizzou in Knoxville. Uh oh. <laughs> anyway, that's the way it works. It's it's really a terrific system of football, and these are great teams. Utah knocking off Southern Cal in Salt Lake City. Arkansas just down the road in Provo from Salt Lake mm-hmm. City. And there's, Provo's only about 40 miles away. They walloped Brigham Young. That's a nice win for the Razorbacks, uh, 52-35. And I think one of the big surprises, there are several in football, Syracuse, has come from the doldrums. They used to be a national power, but they've been, oh, 20 years without ever building anybody. They are back in the hunt in the ACC and the fighting Illini. Here's Illinois, which has been a doormat in the Big Ten Conference. They're rising up and becoming something of a power now. So this is, this is developing into a very interesting season. And what we're seeing, Mike, is a change in the yeah. in the guard now, the lead guard. Here's Alabama showing some vulnerability. Oklahoma, although they did win. Oklahoma. I was going to say, like that was what I was going to bring up. KU looking like dogs this year going into Oklahoma now, and getting hand. Oklahoma handed. won. I know that's what I mean. I, but I was I was thinking KU was going to after what K State did to him. I figured they were just going to destroy him. Fifty-two to forty-two. Yeah. Uh, Kansas put forty-two points on the board against the Sooners, but Oklahoma's down. Southern Cal down. Hey, times are changing, folks, and we're seeing the new blood coming into all of college football. You're right on the money, Ned. You have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow.